Ready, set, go! Welcome back to the EV Diaries. This is your place for EVs in rural America. I'm Ben. And I'm Brent. All right. So before we get started, I want to do some housekeeping. Um, we have been trying to release episodes on Friday. Yep. Okay. We're recording right now on Friday morning. <laughs> okay. You can see how well this this works. And it, it happens so often the way our schedules line up that uh, Friday is the best time for us to record most weeks. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that uh, technically I'm off on Friday. <laughs> so uh, not that this, I mean, this is job related, but not job related. But anyway, uh, that being said, I, I, I sacrifice for you, the listener. <laughs> what, a, what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I'm thinking that maybe we need to start releasing on Tuesday or Wednesday. And the biggest reason for this, and I take full responsibility I write the show notes. Now, I don't know how many of you go and read the show notes. It's uh, I, You should check them out every once in a while because I will write things that I left out um, of the original recording or I've got some afterthought that I think is pertinent. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm trying to get better at communicating uh, on with written word. Um, just is because of something I want to do. And uh, last night, I don't know if I was having a Mitch McConnell moment or, or <laughs> what, but we went to Slim Chickens. Uh, and the the boy that was working there, he, he asked me, he said, um, uh, what, what do you want? And I was just like, uh, ten, tenders, uh, grilled, um, yeah. Branch, Canyon Ranch. Yes. And I could not find the words. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Brain fog, something. <laughs> We're just. So I'm trying to, because at some point I'm just, my perspicacity, I can't even say that anymore. Perp, I can't even, moving on. M- moving on, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I might be one of these that I have to write everything down for people to understand me. Uh, and some people wish to. This was a video medium so that we could subtitle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, at least we're not like swamp people. True. Yeah. Shoot them. Um, anyway. All right. So we've got a I'm, – I'm bringing Brent in blind today because he doesn't know what we're going to talk about. Nope. But he should. <laughs> um, Brent and I – well, I attended virtually. Brent was in person. At a meeting in at East Kentucky Power Cooperative, who is our yep. our co-op's generation transmission, mm-hmm. they they sell us electricity that we then sell to our members. Anyway, it was a two part meeting. Yeah. So I'm sitting there in the first part, and the first part was geared towards member services mm-hmm. personnel. Mm-hmm. And um, East Kentucky has these meetings every so often, and make make sure that that. Everybody knows what's going on because East Kentucky is actually a cooperative made up of 16 cooperatives that I guess we've got 85% of the state of Kentucky. That's probably take. right, yeah. Um, but anyway, so they, they were communicating, and I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm listening to this, and I'm just like, I don't think I'm supposed to be in this meeting. <laughs> so I'm texting our vice president of member services, Yeah, and I'm just like, uh I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Copied on that was the vice president of engineering and operations who was not in the meeting. He no. was, he was invited, yeah. uh, but he wasn't there. Right. Um, and then my, my immediate boss who is member or supervisor engineering services. Or, right. We, we've got such lofty titles. Here. Yes. And then the, uh, who will eventually when he retires become my boss because I didn't really want the job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to retirement too. So yeah. I, I, I didn't want, right. I've got it made. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, and I, I copied them on this and there's just like, they didn't know anything about it. Yeah. 
so I'm I'm sitting here. So the uh, vice president of member services, she's like, well, this first part is only about uh, uh, member services. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, the second part is, is the one you need to be in. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And uh, my job role at this present moment in time, um, I keep um, – I'm sort of the liaison between member services and engineering. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I got in there, but I'm involved. I'm too good at what I do. That's, that's what it is. That's, that's, that's just that's what, what it is. is. Yeah. And, and I've I've created myself free time, and they decided to fill my free time. Yeah, yep. And uh, if you've ever worked for a co-op, now this is a, this is a side note. If you've ever worked for a, co- uh, a co-op, you have your your job description and it's got all your duties yada 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 and the last statement on everyone i've ever seen is all other assigned duties yeah yeah and at this point in my life that's all my job description needs to say right because that's all it is Mm -hmm. all right so anyway moving on brent was in the first half of this meeting yep and ducked out in the second half i did okay uh but and that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. What took place in that, that second half of good. that meeting? So yeah, um, and the the meeting was on distributed energy resources, which is basically um, anything that's connected to the grid, uh, solar, wind, right. hydro, battery storage. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of the things that that comes up is interruptible customers, customers that are in an emergency or during a peak load will shed their load. So a lot of the crypto operations that we have um, are part of that that load shedding. Uh, so that comes up. I get involved in a lot of that, um, as you can imagine. And EVs because of the EV to grid tech. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that gets involved in there. Right. Because basically EVs a battery on wheels. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, there were two points of interest that you missed not being in this meeting. Okay. <laughs> okay. The first is the EV pilot program that East Kentucky's launched for um, yeah. for Kentucky. Right. It's been approved, and we're going to have to do an episode on that, which I know that's not going to benefit everybody else that's not in Kentucky listening. Right. But it will be... Uh, We'll get into some some thoughts in there because uh, it's it's all carrot no stick. Well, aren't all, aren't I mean, won't most co-ops or even electric utility companies all across the country look into some form of this? They're going to, right? Yes. So that's that, where it could and, relate to most of our listening audience, and that's that's one of the reasons that that we were looking at it, right? And I mean, because you you get in states and. Uh, you know, Colorado, California, uh, New York, Massachusetts, yeah. you know, places that more EVs, um, higher electric mm-hmm. rates than what right. we're paying. Right. Because right now our rate is nine cents a kilowatt hour, right. a little bit less. Yeah. Um, that's before taxes and surcharges have to put that in there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, um, it's hard to incentivize nine cents. Yeah. It's much easier to incentivize seventy-five cents, yeah, or twenty-five cents, or mm-hmm. you know, and and we've talked about that um, several times, yeah. And we're, we'll talk about it again, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, for us to have a time of use rate, and for it to actually change behavior, because that's the whole idea is that you want people to charge off peak, yeah. You would have to make it crippling and. Since we are a regulated state, you can't just willy-nilly put people on rates. No. Even though it might benefit them. Yeah. Uh, so unless, and I've said this so many times, unless you're willing to do the math, you're going to look at that and say, uh, no. Yeah. So, right. Anyway, that was the, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that later, not today, but at some point, uh, the pilot project. But here's a, here's a fun fact. People in Kentucky, listen up now. There is a new tax on public chargers. Okay, it goes into effect one one of twenty four. So we've got about uh, four months right uh, before this takes effect. The tax is going to be collected by whoever operates the station. Now, right now, we're operating 
yep. three stations. Um, so we would click the text. The good thing for us is that any public charging that was installed before June 30th of 2022 has hmm. been grandfathered in, so we don't have to collect on ours. Okay. But if we were to install a new charger tomorrow, yeah, uh, we would have to start collecting tax on it in January. So are you going to explain how that tax works? Well, or do you know? It's, uh, it's basically three cents a kilowatt hour. So it's just usage-based. It's just usage-based. Um, and then we're collecting it from the users and paying it to the state. Yes. Yes, pretty much. Okay. And the thing is, if you if you set up a station and you don't take that into consideration, then that comes out. Off You're going to pay it. You're going to pay it, yeah. regardless. So, so before you go much further, I want to point out with my accounting and finance background that, as you can see, with just a little bit that he's explained – so much goes into collecting taxes. A lot. That that it's a huge burden for a business. So, and that's across the board. That's the payroll taxes you pay, sales taxes, all that stuff. There's a ton of stuff that goes into it. People just think, well, the money comes out of my check and it's automatically in the federal government's bank account. No. No. It has to go through so many channels to get there. And ultimately, it's a bill paid by the company you work for. Uh, yeah. And, and here's, a, here's another thing. This is a tangent, and uh, uh, this is a big reason that I'm a proponent of flat tax. Because right. when I'm when I, in complete tangent, but you are taxed on your income. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, that's whatever tax bracket you're in that's that's what you get taxed on yeah but then you think about it whatever you buy with that you get taxed yep on on that purchase Mm -hmm. all right if you own a piece of property a car because i paid i renewed tags on two cars yeah this like tuesday Mm -hmm. and i'm so you you get taxed on what you own yep you got got your property tax you know you got your school taxes you got your occupational taxes by the time you pay all your taxes, yeah, you have paid probably fifty percent, if not more, yeah. of what you earned to begin with. Yeah. Now people say, "Well, I don't get tax fifty. You start adding it up. Mm-hmm. But that is a digression. It is. But this is this is why you know when Herman Cain came out with his <laughs> nine, nine, I loved, nine. I loved Herman Cain. Yeah, yeah I he mean, was awesome. Not 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 saying he was a great person. Oh, right. Rest well, in, rest in peace. Yeah. But yeah. I did get behind his I did too. nine nine nine. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Get, Meanwhile, back back in the EV world. Back, back in the EV world. Uh, <laughs> Herman Cain. I didn't think we would figure a way to uh, to work a guy like Herman Cain's name into this podcast, yeah, but we've done it. Uh, that's. <laughs> well, welcome to Kentucky, folks. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, this this sort of led me to a- ask the question, mm-hmm. okay? And I have, I guess, I've been listening to the wrong podcast or <laughs> the first question that came to mind, and I wrote this down. Yeah, is is I was, is this designed to recoup the gas tax that they're losing oh, on EVs? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Or is this just a ploy by our Republican led legislature right. to sort of thumb their nose at? Or Democratic governor and and the Biden administration mm-hmm. and hamper adoption. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is those where are my two brain really went. good questions too. Yeah, I mean, is is, yeah. is does it make sense? Right. Which you know, I can see recouping part of the gas tax, mm-hmm. or is this just a, a political hey? <laughs> yeah, right. Gotcha. Take that. Yeah. So I realize it's a loaded question. Yeah, very much so. But I mean, we've seen this before. Yeah, we've seen our Republican legislature. Yeah. Hijack all sorts of mm-hmm. of topics, and then controversial on top, topics. Yeah, and then on top of that, scare tactics used to be like, "Oh, look at this huge tax you're going to have to pay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just had an election. Uh, well, a, a couple of propositions. Yeah, was that last fall, I think so. And um, on on the first glance, they were controversial. Mm-hmm. And um, if you actually read through it. It was just a power grab. Yeah. They were trying to take uh, power from the judicial branch in Kentucky 
and say, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. And now you had one group that was, you know, yeah, against. Right. That didn't read it. They didn't care. It just had the yep. controversial word. We, we're not going to go there. No, let's not. Uh, but, but yeah. But it had the right. controversial word. Mm-hmm. So you had everybody just, and all it was was a power grab. Right. So, I mean, mm. yeah. you got to read this stuff. Yep. Okay. So I decided I was going to do some math mm-hmm. to see if this was actually going to recoup the tax or not. Oh. And if listen, you, you're you you should see him. He's so very well organized here. Yeah. He's got his papers with his notes. Looks like uh, Ben Franklin from the 1700s has been <laughs> discovering electricity here with what he's got written down. Yeah, I thought you just might have been bad handwriting. Which I'm sure, <laughs> no, it's pretty I'm good. Su- I'm sure Ben Franklin's handwriting was. I'm quite positive it was really beautiful. good. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, everything was back then. <laughs> yeah. Except for, you know, dysentery mm-hmm. and, and diseases <laughs> and smallpox and all yep. that good stuff. Yep. So, uh, boy, man, we need to count the digressions in this I one. know. Okay, so I started doing some math. Okay. Uh, my I3, mm-hmm. okay, 32 kilowatt hour battery. If I take it from 10% to 90% public charging, mm-hmm. that's about 256 KW. Okay. Or kilowatt hours. Right. Kilowatt hours. It's a 32 kilowatt hour battery. I know that there's people that will absolutely just rake me over the yeah. coals on that one, but 32 kilowatt hour battery. Right. And that's the thing. Keep in mind, whether you charge fast, you charge slow, kilowatt hours, kilowatt hour. Right. You know? Okay. So my 32 kilowatt hour battery, if I charge it from 10% to 90%, it's 25.6 kilowatt hours mm-hmm. it's going to cost me 76 cents right okay uh, take an f-150 standard f-150 lightning yeah 98 uh kw battery you're talking two dollars and 35 cents to take it from 10 percent right. to 90 percent right the extended range 131 kilowatt hour battery three dollars and 14 cents right and if you take a basic um tesla model three it goes you know for some odd reason, that seems to be mm-hmm. the standard. For like most the baseline, people. yeah. Um, Fifty kilowatt hour battery. It's going to be a, a buck twenty tax mm-hmm. on your charging session. Right. All right. So I did the math. You look at uh, three miles to or three miles per kilowatt hour. Yeah. Um, that roughly breaks down to three quarters of a penny. Yeah. Per mile, right, is what you're being taxed. Yeah, and I'm sitting there. Okay, well, that's not a big number. No. Okay. Um, those numbers seem reasonable. Is this going to replace the gas tax? Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind that ninety percent, and I will say this again, ninety percent of charging happens at home. Right. And that's not going to be taxed. Yeah. And in Kentucky, you're you don't get charge sales tax on your residential usage is that correct? that's correct right. if now the rule is if you have more than one meter and that other meter is not a garage or barn on your property that will be taxed okay and that's six percent sales tax mm-hmm. in the state of kentucky as of 2023 yeah yeah <laughs> okay and that started this year yep all right so gas tax in kentucky right now is 28.7 cents a gallon. Um, I mean, so you think about that. Yeah. People, I, I, people's heads just exploded that are listening to this because, I I mean, not many people probably knew that. I didn't know the number. I knew it would be high, yep. but I didn't know what the number was. Well, they, they, they're supposed to post it there at the pump, but uh, yeah, this I, actually came off the Kentucky.gov right. website um, because I – don't frequent gas stations. Yeah, says so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't rub it in, man. Come but, on. But anyway, twenty-seven or twenty-eight point seven cents per gallon. Mm-hmm. Now, my daughter's Chevy Cruze mm-hmm. can't go an episode without mentioning Chevrolet. No, oh, yeah, this car that is the bane <laughs> of my existence. Um, and if you've ever owned one, or you know anybody that's got that one point four liter yeah. turbo that should have never. I mean, it come out of the pits of hell. Yeah, just uh, that's, made that's it an off abomination. The yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Bible there's a commandment mm. against this. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, it gets roughly 27 and a half miles 
gallon. Yeah. Because I, I checked her odometer and yeah. Um, so that's that's roughly a penny, a little bit more, a penny per mile. Right. What you're paying in gasoline tax. So I decided that, uh, and I track my mileage. Um, uh, we're not sponsored, but I use the Mile IQ app. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you know where I've got my business. And if mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. if I have to make a pickup or a delivery or whatever. Yeah. You know, I I like to uh, take advantage of all those tax loopholes that we yeah. should, we wouldn't have with nine nine <laughs> nine. Um, but. <laughs> Anyway, oh gosh, you, you, you got to play in the system that you're in, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. So last week I drove 830 miles. Okay. You think about that. 830 that's a miles. Lot of miles. That's a lot of miles, and mm-hmm. I do that every week. Yeah. Which that's is ridiculous. Like, that's that's almost making it from here to Miami to put that in perspective. Because I just looked at the mileage and it's 998 or something. Wow. Yep. Wow. So. Hmm. You could make it to Miami once a week if you just dropped straight down. If I just. <laughs> Hey, hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Week in Miami, week here. Week there you in Miami, go. Just, uh, yep. Okay. Um, and if I if I did the snowbird thing, I'd just be oh, yeah. here, and I'd, I'd only have to make two trips a, a year. That's right. Anyway, digression number sixteen. <laughs> um, at at eighty three or eight hundred thirty miles, I would have paid eight dollars and three or thirty cents in tax at right. a penny a mile. Right. Uh, gas tax. Like I said, um, it's three quarters of a cent. That roughly um, six dollars and quarter, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. The problem is, keep in mind what I said, and I will say this again: ninety percent of charging yeah. happens at home, right. which is not going to be taxed. That's sixty-two cents a week, right? If and that's and there's weeks. I yeah. mean, there's months. There's, I don't think I've charged. In, yeah, I charged in public one time mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, I don't. So, to me, that says the the. If it's ninety percent, that tax is not going to reap near the benefits that the gas tax does. Well, okay. So that that's the math on it. So let's. Does it make sense? Because that was my second question. That's that's just usually. My first question on everything is like, yeah, does this make sense? But right. Like I said, my, my, I've been listening to too many conspiracy, yeah, theory podcasts, and right. So that's that's where my, yeah. So that's how your brain works, folks. Yes. All right. Does it make sense? Like I said, ninety percent at home. Mm-hmm. Um, statistically, they're going to collect sixty-two cents right a week off of me right and they're not going to get that off me they're actually going to catch travelers yeah that are traveling yes through the state um right that you know the ones that uh all the all the new ones and i don't know the the bucky's has got a tesla station now the one in richmond's got a yeah. bunch yeah so those probably came after June of last yeah, year. They've not been there that long. No. And so. what what I would say too on top of that is Kentucky's like a weird it's the center hub kind of if you're traveling from north to south mm-hmm. for a huge number of people in, in the United States that make that trip. And it, Kentucky's like that landing spot where people gas up. Yep. Yep. If they're coming down from like Michigan or the northeast. Yep. Kind of to get to I seventy five to go to Florida or whatever. Yep, yep. So we're we're right there. Well, I mean, you know, and that's 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 good for us yeah. because we're we're getting some tax money from right. people that don't live here. Right. Um, but then I st- also started think uh, larger batteries mm-hmm. uh, are making for less public charging. I, I had a conversation yesterday, and and I think we'll we'll probably hit that in a little bit more detail. Yeah. Um, it maybe maybe even this episode, um, because it just proved a point. Yeah. But uh, apparently, uh, this gentleman interested in, in EVs, and um, actually, uh, he had some questions. And guess what? The first thing I told him was, <laughs> "Guess, listen to the podcast." Well, no, that's what I, I was that's, told that's, him. That's, <laughs> I, I never actually mentioned the podcast. Um, my, but what was the first thing I told him? 
I don't know. Check your panel. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yes. I and, see. Where, uh, yeah, I'm on board now. I yeah, got you. Check your panel. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's, that's the uh, the first thing if you're considering yes. an EV. And we we had a we had a really about 45 minute mm-hmm. talk, and uh, he's uh, he's got some concerns, and and we'll get to like I said, we'll we'll hit on him a minute. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a friend and lives the next town over mm-hmm. that drives to Knoxville every day and back. Mm-hmm. And got a Rivian. Okay. Yeah. And he charges overnight. He drives to Knoxville, does his business, Uh drives back, one charge. So, yeah. With with the larger batteries, yeah. Is there going to be less public charging, or are we getting, you know, keeping our our mobility, yeah, that we're used to in America, yeah, is that going to increase? as evs become more prevalent mm-hmm. and statistically and you think about it probably logically public charging is going to increase yeah but then think about most people um you know maybe travel once a month mm-hmm. you know go somewhere do a road trip For some people it's it's once every six months yeah and the rest of the time they're just sort of yeah so if I had a 250-mile battery, I could go to Lexington mm-hmm. one evening and have dinner and, mm-hmm. you know, do everything that that we do around here because our closest cities are Lexington and Knoxville. Yep. If that's a round-trip one charge, I'll have a charge in public. Yeah. It's only once I get outside of those. Right. Um, Cincinnati, Chattanooga. Yeah. That's, yeah. When, that's when public charging becomes a... A thing right so i don't know i don't know if this is going to increase or decrease as batteries get bigger yeah um i mean it, it gives us more ability to go yeah but does it really day to day doesn't make a lot of sense yeah okay and then that's the next question will this with this extra tax and this was before I did the math when I had this question. Will this extra tax actually hinder travel? Uh-huh. Because, like I said, we're we're upwardly mobile. Yeah. Uh, in America, I mean, you know, it's if you want to get up and decide today that we're going to go to Miami, mm-hmm. all we got to do is get in the car and drive to Miami. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, and it's a big country. We're spread out. Right. So. You know, I, I I didn't know, you know, when when I think about Europe, and I've never been to Europe. Um, my family has, but, um, you know, they were talking about how their countries are, are yeah. like our states. Yes. Um, whereas, you know, you've got yeah. borders and borders, but they've also got, and this leads up to my, my next question, um, you know, the fact that we we travel so much and we've got distances that yeah. we have to cross mm-hmm. um, is this going to create more public transportation in America? Um, and this all came out of a, a, just my mind wrapping itself around yeah. a, a three cent per kilowatt hour tax. Yeah, um, and you know I saw an article like yesterday or day before yesterday that there's a new train line that's getting ready to mm-hmm. try to compete with amtrak i went back looking for that story i can't find it can't find it can't find it you know how the news cycle is yeah. you know yeah if it's more than three hours old it's right. gone uh but um i'm just like okay so is this going to you know increase air travel mm-hmm. or is this uh next time i decide i'm going to knoxville yeah or I should say, this itself is not going to cause me to take a train to Knoxville. Right. But at some point yeah. in the future of America, mm-hmm. if I want to go to Knoxville, Tennessee, is it going to be more beneficial for me to get on a train mm-hmm. and go to Knoxville than it would be to get on the interstate and drive to Knoxville? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and who know, who knows? I mean, okay. But this this is all... Um, you know, these, these questions were what was coming up is, is, yeah. uh, you know, I'm listening to this discussion. Yeah. So 
there's another factor in here, and uh, I, w- I was thinking about doing this as its own episode, mm-hmm. and uh, get your thoughts on this. I haven't let you talk a whole lot. So. Oh well, you have a lot have had a lot to say here. Well, I've, I've you know, like I said, you came in blind to oh, this, yeah. so I'm, yeah. I'm just getting your initial reaction. Yeah. Here. What about these new EPA rules? Right. That are getting ready. I mean, the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association, mm-hmm. which is the cooperative of all the cooperatives right. in America. Well, not all of them, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're really concerned um, because, of course, EPA regulations were wanting stricter yep. carbon emissions. Right. The, ro- the proposed rules right now, and I don't know if you've seen these or not, I think it's a net zero emission mm-hmm. by 2035. Mm-hmm. And everybody is like, there is no way on God's green earth. Yeah. Okay. And if you're not, don't subscribe to that. There's no way on this earth <laughs> that um, we can do this. Right. Not not with a given technology. Yep. I th- and from what I've seen and read Mm. Uh, there's been sort of a, a push to go to more hydrogen yeah. and, um, and renewables. Uh-huh. Now, one of the NRECAs in the co-op, you're, you're in co-op world, yeah. you know, yeah. we want our, our electricity reliable. Yeah. And they put that first for a reason. Mm-hmm. Safe. Yeah. We probably should put safe for a reason. <laughs> safe, reliable, yeah. and affordable. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, reliability is very important mm-hmm. because when you flip on the light switch, you want the lights to be on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the trouble is right now we have and we have had traditionally a coal-fired base load. Yep. Okay. And basically, the base load is, um, and I'll try to explain this. I'm I'm really good if you gave me a whiteboard right now, but we're going we're going to have to start. There's a video. We're going to have to do a YouTube channel on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, you can imagine that there is a, a load because when electricity is needed, that's when it has to be generated. We don't, we don't store it. It's just got to be there. Right. Um, so if you've got uh, this base load, which is uh, the minimum that our system needs at all times, mm-hmm. um, we have to have that, and they do that mostly with coal-fired right. generation in, in Kentucky. Like I said, there's there's a push to get rid of that, and we've retired. We've seen some retirements of coal-fired power plants. Mm-hmm. Um, but coal coal is like a freight train. Yeah, you can't turn it easily. Yeah, it's slow to start. Right, it's slow to stop. Right, and uh, just not really reactive. Right. Okay. So this is our base load, and then when we need more, we use natural gas mm-hmm. because it's it's easier to get it going. It's easier to shut down. Yeah, and then you factor in your other renewables, your hydro, your yep. solar, your wind. The trouble is with solar and wind, and this is the biggest argument. Yeah, is what do you do when the wind's not blowing, the sun's not shining? Yeah, and that happens here in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, well, now you can't depend on those yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. So it becomes to the point that those are unreliable mm-hmm. at present moment. Right. And I'll say that at present moment um, because that, that could change. Yeah. Um, but for us to meet our demands, we have to be able to have that reliability. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're not being partisan on this anyway solar solar and wind are great right i mean they're there they're here i'm glad somebody figured out how to do all this stuff yeah but we we we've got them have them the consistency coming out of them from a utility standpoint Mm -hmm. all right then you have this issue like Kauai in california Mm -hmm. they get so much sun that during the day they've got this excess of energy that you know you've either got to figure out how to store it or you've got to just bleed it off the system Mm -hmm. um but then when the sun goes down 
then that peak swings back up. So their base load goes away during the day. And then it comes back at night. And it's like, well, we got to respond in real time to this. So how are we going to do it? Mm -hmm. And like I said, Cole's Cole's like turning a battleship. Yeah. You know, freight train. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It just just doesn't. Yeah. Okay. And um, so... This is this is a problem um, as far as reliability goes. Now, the thing is with the EPA coming out with these, um, they're fulfilling uh, one of the campaign pro- mm-hmm. uh, promises from the yeah. Biden administration, and and you know, all politicians make them. Yep, and they all try to follow through mm-hmm. with some of them. Mm-hmm. And um, but this this is the thing; they understand that. You cannot get enough senators and congressmen to agree yeah. that you can't legislate a law. You cannot put a law saying that we're going to have net zero yeah. utility grid yeah. in 2020, 2035 right. because you cannot get enough people to vote for it. Exactly. So what do you do? You go to your regulatory agencies mm-hmm. and you say... Hey, uh, I just appointed this guy your head, mm-hmm. and then he comes in. And he goes, "Well, we're going to uh, require net zero emissions yeah. in 2035." Right, and they write up this rule. Now they they open it for discussion, mm-hmm. um, and I reckon they got over a million pieces of yeah of uh, objections. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I don't know if some of them, I guess, could be supportive of this. Yeah. But they, they, they got written comments to the tune of uh, a million pieces is what I heard. Mm-hmm. I'd take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I know the NRECA submitted theirs, saying basically what I just said here about the reliability. Yeah. Okay. The problem is now they have to sort through all through that. Yeah. And they have to make changes to their proposed rule either discounting or accepting or modifying mm-hmm. based on this input they got. Now, um, same discussion we had during Obama. Yeah. Um, and uh, it got modified slightly, well, pretty drastically, mm-hmm. and then got modified again under Trump. Right. Um, but it uh, situation becomes that you shoot for the 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 yeah moon and hopefully you land amongst the stars right yeah. so and and this is what this this situation is yeah um, so we're waiting uh, it'd be spring next year before the EPA has their modified and whatever they modify it to that's pretty much the standard yeah now here's here's fun fact um, you had a hundred seventy five days to respond to I think it was it's something like that mm-hmm. um, when Obama, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Obama EPA regulator was in there under that, uh, I almost said regime, <laughs> under that administration. Oh, regime. I, I, could, I, I told funny. you I had trouble ordering chicken last night. Right, yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, podcasting might not be my forte. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, under, under the uh, um, Obama administration yeah there was like 175 days to respond Mm -hmm. um it was a little less than half of that under this new proposal Mm. so um i don't i don't know if that was intentional or but yeah uh, i know the nreca was scrambling to Mm -hmm. get input so that they could write their their dissertation on this Mm -hmm. and submit it uh by the deadline so we're we're just gonna we're gonna see where this goes, and like I said, yeah. depending on who wins the next election cycle, it's all subject to change. Because I would hate to have that job because you've got it for four, yeah. maybe eight years if you're lucky. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure the retirement's really, really good. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, you can thank plus all the insider look. trading information you can get. Well, that, hey, we're we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole, but uh, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so this all pushes into, um, you know, reliability is a yeah. big thing. And if it's not reliable, 
then to make it reliable, it starts becoming unaffordable. Right. So if we have got our entire and now we're 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 not taking into account the climate discussion here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are because we're talking about the EPA, but we're not just from a utility standpoint, from the grid, from you having electricity in your home. Yeah. We're we're shaking up the reliability. Yeah. And to get the reliability back, uh-huh. we're going to have to sacrifice one of the other two. It, right. What's the old saying? You can have it quick or yes, or or, or right, but you can't have both. Or, yes, you know, or whatever. Pick three. Yep. Um, right now we're 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 looking at disrupting the reliability, which is going to push up the affordability mm-hmm. once we make it a reliable, but. And we've had this discussion before. Yeah. Um, sometimes we need that push. Yes. This this is how we get technological breakthroughs. Yes. Is because we create a problem and then we start finding right. a solution. So I think this is going to create a reliability problem. Yes. And with the patience of the American person, people right now, mm-hmm. you know, especially coming out of being locked down for two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we weren't locked down that long, but we were locked down. Yeah. Um, just when things are starting to get normal, this new normal is crazy because people people just, they are so intolerant of everything. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to be getting angry phone calls every time that uh, the lights go out because the wind didn't blow today. Yeah. Um, but you've said so many times the government has to do that heavy lift. That's right. So. Well, uh, what I would say is, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this this first, and then a question for him. Okay. Why would you ever retire anything? And so, what a retirement means eventually is they they implode these coal fired plants. Okay. Why would you ever do that? That is one question that I would like to ask people and say, well, you know, we're the, the world's getting warmer. We don't we want to go away from coal. That's fine. That's fine. But there could come a day when there are some emergency situations where coal fired plants could be very valuable and it's not available if you blow it up, which is what eventually takes place. Right. And, and but, you know, anything. You, you can see it in just a house that gets abandoned. Yeah. Anything without some TLC every yes. once in a while is going to decay into yeah. rot anyway. And I agree with that. So I think that, that there should, and again, this becomes an affordability thing. You know, there, you, you, I think that you would have to obviously take care of it. But set, setting that aside, on the other side of that coin is there are i think that you need to be aware that there are so many fear tactics being used with they're going to force you to not use any fossil fuels but produce the same amount of electricity and technologically we're not there yet right so what does that mean oh lord you know we're not going to be able to have electricity right. okay that's probably not going to happen the, the truth is somewhere in the, exactly. the middle of those two extremes. Because you I, never hear anything but the extremes. Exactly. And, that, and that's what I wanted to point out. It's like the, the one, the first thing I said was that concern. Like I wondered why, let's be careful with destroying all, po- oops, all possibilities of use of fossil fuels from a coal standpoint. And then on the other hand, you know, don't get caught up in the sky's falling when it's, when it's not, it's not falling. Well, um, um, I, I've, I've got two trains of thought on that, and I'm playing devil's advocate with yeah. myself here. Yeah. Um, on uh, one hand, if you burn the bridges, right, you can't go back. That's well, that's a very you, eloquent if you, if, way. Of if you don't putting, have a plan B, yeah, then you have to move forward. Right. I mean, um, right. And um, the other thing is that. A rising tide raises all ships. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to sink the boat in the process, right? You know. And you're right by saying it is somewhere in the middle. It's it's somewhere in the middle, and I mean, but you're you're going to get scare tactics from from yeah. both sides. Yeah. And now, I will I will tell you, um, and I've I've had people call me out on this too. I firmly believe the climate's 
important. Oh, it's yes. And, and I, I definitely uh, also don't think that we can just blindly accept everything that's out there. No, for sure. And if if anything, yeah. Um, the current cultural um, situation in America right now, um, you can only believe half. Yeah. If you can believe that, and then you've got to figure out which half you got to believe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. Well, I've and, always. And I, everything has a spin. Yeah, I've always just landed on the fact that try to think a little bit far, because that's what we do now. That's what's actually got us to the point we are, is by thinking way into the future. Right. And, you know, if you can't do that, if you say, well, climate change isn't going to affect me, you know what? You're right. Climate change ain't going to affect you. But if you could go into the future and see your great-great-grandchildren right. and they can't go outside and play baseball during the summer because it's 25 degrees in June, which is obviously not going to happen, but that's an extreme case, like you would be worried about that. But right. just because it's so far away, you can say, well, who cares? Right, right. And, I mean, it's, it's short-sighted thinking. Yeah. And, you know, but then if you go back, the Industrial Revolution, which – Everybody feels like kicked off all this. Yeah. Um, because of the Industrial Revolution, we have the luxuries and the technology and everything that we have today, Yeah, including the vaccines. Like I said, yes. dysentery and polio right. and smallpox. And if the Industrial Revolution had never happened, yeah, would we have those things? Right. And then... You know, but it's just solutions create more problems, which you got to get more solutions from. Like that's just how right. it works. That, We're never going to get to a point where it's like we've done it. I don't think. No, no. And if Are we, we, if I we, mean, if we, if we ever do. Uh, we need to hang it up because uh, yeah, because that means we're not trying anymore. Well, so Neil deGrasse Tyson always says that really smart people are the people who realize how stupid they are. Yeah, and well, what that means is, you know, you don't have I'm all a genius. The, you don't have all the knowledge, right? So, uh, all right. Well, the bottom line is, um, will this new tax hinder adoption? This was this was my final yeah. question, and yeah. um, I think on the surface. And it comes back to, if you do the math, no. But how many people are willing to go through it and say, oh, gosh, I, yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, that's that's when they were they were discussing having a an extra $150 fee to license an electric vehicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that was on the table a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, that would be a hindrance. For uh, sure. Um, which... And then I'm going to wrap it up with uh, the gentleman I talked to mm -hmm. yesterday. He was uh, he was looking at possibility of, of buying an EV mm -hmm. because he was really concerned about what might happen to oil prices if Saudi Arabia decides that they're not going to use U.S. dollar to trade on barrels yeah. of oil. Yeah, and I mean that's that's a legitimate concern. Yep, I mean because that's you devalue the dollar in the world. You know, yep. then that makes our dollar not, uh, it makes it more volatile than it is yep. now. Yep. So, you know, like I said, I told him, I said, you know, that's, that's definitely a possibility. And mm -hmm. I can just tell you from my experience, it's probably going to cost you three or four cents a mile to drive this car. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at a Nissan. Mm -hmm. And and I told him, you know, he needs to look at his tax credits and yeah. he needs to look at, um, he was asking about chargers. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I said, you can buy top of the line. You can be like this guy in Canada yeah. and, and spend a fortune on a charger. Yeah. And I guarantee he wound up with one of those 90 amp of course. Ford chargers yeah. that probably, since he's got the standard battery charges it in 30 minutes yeah um but um you know i'm i was i was sitting there i told him i said you might not need all that yeah you know it you you have to figure it out look, mm -hmm. look at the research and mm -hmm. i told him i'd answer any questions yeah. follow up and i said but the first thing yeah check, check the panel. panel yep yep so and he had a 200 amp meter base mm -hmm. newer home actually was house is only five years old hmm. 200 amp meter base and I'm sitting there, well, you got your heating and air load. Yeah. You've got your water heater. You've mm -hmm. got your dryer. You've yep. got your oven. And that's going to take up most of your capacity. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, 
you need to call an electrician to get their opinion. Yep. And so he, and he, he asked me about some backup options if he doesn't have enough room. And so yeah. we, 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 we talked about that for a little bit, but yeah. anyway, yeah, I just, uh, you missed this in this meeting. And I know. I just thought it'd be an interesting topic. And, uh, you know, and this is my, my this is how my brain worked. And yeah. I was just like, okay, yeah. how does this compare to gasoline? Right. You know, and that's, that's the thing. 28 cents or 28.7, what, whatever I said yeah. it was. Um, that's a gallon, every gallon. Yeah. And that factors into, like my daughter's car, a penny. Oh, yeah, keep that in mind, too. If you get 14 miles a gallon, you're paying more tax than that. That's right, yeah. Uh, So Efficiency saves money. Efficiency saves money. Yeah. Uh, But, um, and I guess EVs got some ultimate efficiency. Yeah. But uh, anyway, people will debate me on that one, too. Uh, But that being said, uh, penny a mile is what I'm paying Mm -hmm. for her to drive her car. I'm paying... Assuming I charge once a week publicly, yeah. I'm, I'm paying sixty-two cents right a, a week. Yeah, so I mean it adds up, but yeah. it's it's not. I I don't think if people do the math, but I mean, it seems like with EVs, uh, there's a lot of gotchas. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and we did an episode the the gang Canada. He mm-hmm. had a lot of gotchas. Mm-hmm. They were gotchas he should have yeah. seen coming. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. again, he didn't listen to the, right. the show. No. And uh, I don't know if he listens to, to, to the show now. He yeah. might get a cease and desist or, yeah. uh, you know, we didn't libel him anyway. Yeah. He's hard on him, but we didn't. Right. We did it out of love. That's right. Uh, but anyway, uh, that being said, uh, I guess we'll, we'll just wrap it up here. I don't think this is going to hurt, but as far as tax revenue goes, I don't think it's going to help either. Yeah. Uh, but is what it is yep so all right guys uh anything else no no i think it's been a good question and interesting conversation all right we'll talk to you next time